After a year of rough weather that damaged military bases all over the country, some lawmakers are starting to reconsider funding for those installations. California Democrat John Garamendi chairs the House Armed Services Readiness Subcommittee. He says Congress needs to rethink bases in the line of hurricanes or flooding. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni spoke with him for more. This last week, uh, we visited uh, Camp Lejeune and uh, Cherry Point Marine Corps Air Station, as well as uh, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma. Uh, we wanted to see on the ground what we had heard in committee. Uh, last week, we held a committee hearing, the second hearing on base housing. Uh, there was a significant improvement from the first hearing, which was a month and a half ago. Uh, the military is on top of it. We wanted to see what they were doing on the ground in these two bases. Camp Lejeune was a particular problem because it was heavily impacted by Hurricane Florence. Perhaps half of the base housing on that base was somehow impacted, some of it complete loss, others uh, damage from the storm. Uh, Tinker Air Force Base was a different situation, water damage over a period of some time, and the repairs uh, are underway. Bottom line of it is that the Department of Defense has taken uh, very swift action to put in place programs to address the issues that were brought to our attention in the first hearing. There's work out ahead, particularly at uh, Cherry Point Marine Corps Air Base, as well as uh, Camp Lejeune. I'm sure the problem is going to be similar down in the um, bases in the Florida area that were impacted by other hurricanes. Out in Tinker, it's a matter of repairing damage from water leaks that have been occurring on the uh, base housing. Three things are actually taking place. Uh, first of all, I think most important of all, the base commanders have been given specific responsibility to address the issues on their basis. So there is on the ground attention being paid. Uh, what we have found is that the base commanders are uh, holding community meetings uh, with the housing uh, military families. Uh, they're also uh, working to resolve any problems that are existing. They've set up hotlines and they are also rebuilding the base housing programs that were basically set aside during the sequestration period. And so personnel are coming on to assume those responsibilities on the individual basis. Uh, secondly, the uh, entire Pentagon is putting together a tenants bill of rights that is uh, being reviewed uh, all across the military wherever they happen to be overseas as well as domestically we expect that that'll be done in the next uh, couple of months uh, thirdly the uh, leases that are being uh, signed are being reviewed as to their appropriateness and rebalancing uh, many of these leases are heavily in favor of the private owners of the homes, the corporations, uh, those who are going to be rebalanced, rewritten. In some cases, I believe these leases are flat out illegal in various states. Uh, so that's also in process. Uh, in some cases where base families have been um, having to move out, uh, the cost of the move out is being absorbed either by the corporate owners of the homes or by the base so there's been good progress being made. Follow-up is going to occur. We'll come back at this uh, with additional 
reviewing uh, additional bases as we uh, travel across the United States. And we'll also uh, hold another hearing probably in September. Some interim review by staff will be made on a regular basis between now and that hearing. So there's there's sort of two issues that are interlocked here that um, you know that you're kind of addressing mm-hmm. when you do these. There's one the, the damage from extreme weather, which have at Offutt, at Tendal, at Lejeune, and then there's also the mm-hmm. issue of of neglectful housing uh, landlords or, or management companies. Um, so I wanted to just kind of start a little bit with these. Um, the, the extreme weather, you know, the, the Defense Department at this point is asking for about $10 billion for uh, to rebuild Lejeune, to rebuild uh, Tendal because of the, these hurricanes. Uh, that's some point of contention at this point within Congress on how they should go forward with this. Where do you kind of land on that? There is absolutely no doubt that we have to address the damage that was done at at least three critical bases. Uh, off it with the flooding, Camp Lejeune and Cherry Point with the uh, extreme uh, downpour that occurred with Florence and then Tyndall uh, on the uh, Gulf Coast in Florida. Uh, These are critical bases. Now, the rebuilding of these bases has to be done with the following four points. Does every action, every activity have to take place at that base? These are bases that will continue to be at risk in the future. Uh, is there a better place for those activities to take place? That analysis is being done. Uh, bottom line of it is these bases will continue. So the second point comes up. Can the activities, can the buildings, structures be designed to be resilient in the face of the threats that we know have occurred and will continue to occur probably with even greater force? For example, flooding and tornadoes uh, at Offutt. Uh, additional new hurricanes, even stronger than the ones that we have seen in uh, Camp Lejeune and at Tyndall. So can the bases be be rebuilt, resilient to the threat? Uh, Thirdly, and here's we're getting into the cost, it's going to be extremely expensive. And right now, the president is ripping off or attempting to rip off the defense budget to somewhere between six and eight billion dollars, money that is desperately needed to rebuild these critical bases. He has already taken a billion dollars out of the defense budget to build a couple of sections of wall in New Mexico and Texas. That's a billion dollars right now that the military needs. Uh, You talked about how expensive this is to rebuild and, and to also keep them resilient in this new world of of extreme weather right uh how do you see the the committee going forward in building resilience within bases that already exist um you know money's already tight you know everyone wants a piece of the pie how can you you make sure that there's uh enough resiliency built in and that you can get people to try and put some resiliency into places that maybe haven't been hit with extreme weather yet the very first hearing that i conducted as chairman of the readiness committee was is the Department of Defense ready for climate change? And the answer at that hearing was no, they are not. Uh, and we already had the examples at that time of uh, Camp Lejeune, Cherry Point, uh, as well as Tyndall. Just weeks later, we had the uh, event, the flooding event at Offutt. Uh, at that hearing, I said that 
my committee, we will do everything we can within our power to make sure that every MILCON project is ready for climate change, that is to be built or not to be built at that particular location because of sea level rise, flooding, extreme hurricanes, et cetera. And if it must be built at that location, then it must be built resilient to the maximum threat that we can imagine. Sea level rising by a meter, um, hurricanes, force five hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, and so forth. Uh, and I will not allow any Milcon project to go forward that is not prepared for climate change. Now, I don't have total power here. There are others that will chime in on this. But I think my committee is very, very clearly set on the course of all Milcon projects going forward will be designed and built for climate change. Now, we're talking here about resiliency. There is a additional factor, and that additional factor is that these buildings will have maximum energy conservation in every sense of it, so that we not only conserve energy, but we reduce the cost of the operations of that building. House Armed Services Readiness Subcommittee Chairman John Garamendi speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.